0: Welcome to Align and Hustle. I'm your host, Kathy Spence, photographer, entrepreneur, and brand strategist. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring conversations that will help you expand your mind, align with your purpose, and take action towards creating a life you love. Are you ready? Let's do this. Well, hey there, beauty. Welcome back to another episode of the Align and Hustle podcast. Happy December! This episode is dropping on December 1st. And I know a lot of you are gearing down, getting ready for the holidays and ready to just let this year be over. And I know it's been a crazy challenging year. And even though the year is almost done, I want to remind you that your journey is not complete. This month, I want the focus to be on setting the vision for what you would like 2021 to look like for you. And I am here to help with super inspiring guests to kickstart your 2021, which is why I am so excited for today's guest. Her name is Sharon Beeson, and she describes herself as big, bold, and bodacious, She is a serial entrepreneur, business strategist, keynote speaker, and author. She helps female entrepreneurs propel themselves in the online space. So if you are a creativepreneur, a solopreneur, if you are a stay-at-home mom thinking of launching a business online, this episode is for you. We discuss all the things that people don't want to talk about when they start their own business, but so many people wish they had known when they did jump and take the leap on their own. So without further ado, I am so excited excited for today's interview. Here is my chat with Sharon Beeson. All right, so let's start. Sharon, thank you so much for being here today. I was just commenting on those fabulous glasses of yours.
1: Thank you so very much, Kathy. Yeah, I love to say that these glasses represent my personality, right? Big, bold, and bodacious.
0: Well, I, I- they do. And that's the thing that drew me to you. I found you on Instagram, and your personality is. Your, your messaging is big and bold and bodacious, and I love everything that you have to put out into the world. So I am so honored to have you here with me today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the invite. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> so, is, Sharon, if people don't know who you are, how about you just give a little brief synopsis on what it is that you do and how you
1: help? Sure. So I am a serial entrepreneur. I have been up and down the block since 2006 with this. <laughs> so um, my, my current baby is an uh, online entrepreneur hub called Women Earth. And uh, I'm a it's business. fabulous. Strateg- Sorry, I have to interrupt you there. It's so fabulous. i the uh,
0: orange. The colors, like you're. Oh, it's you. just okay. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <thank you. laughs>
1: so I'm a business strategist, Instagram expert. I'm a author, a keynote. Uh, I like to call myself a big picture thinker and an all around badass. And uh, what I do is help stuck and ambitious solopreneurs right get off the rat race wheel, right, and uh, help them launch like a CEO with a CEO mindset so that they can work more on their business and not in it and also divorce a life of overwhelm and marry life on their terms. That's what I help women do.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. And even I even use that same, um, that same phrase, life on your terms, in, in mm-hmm. my marketing as well, because it's so important. And I think the reason I'd love to, I wanted to have you on as well is when I left my corporate job and got out of the rat race, it took me a few years to really simplify and And I read that book, The The E-Myth, start Mm -hmm. working on your business instead of in your business. I read it three times. Did Mm -hmm. I do half the things that he? No, because you're just in this go, 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 get it done, get it done. And when you're on your own, it's
1: hard. It really is. It really truly is. Especially if you have no one to tell you what to do, right? And you're figuring things out. So it's, it's twice as hard being on your own, wearing all these hats, and figuring out what to do. So you're spending copious amounts of time in your business, right? <laughs> so what do you see what do you see
0: women or solopreneurs, let's just say solopreneurs because I don't want to pigeonhole it just for women. Right. But women again I said it. <laughs> <laughs> those solopreneurs that, you know, do leave the rat race. What are those three what are
1: the biggest mistakes that they're making? Um well, Three of the things that I believe they're making as solopreneurs is not creating the space, the capacity and the bandwidth to grow and scale and, um, not hiring soon enough waiting until, because this is what I did. I waited until I needed so much help. And, um, so not hiring soon enough, uh, not paying themselves, right? We need to pay ourselves, right? And so I think that a lot of solopreneurs are focused on chasing revenue. Six figures is like the new playground dance, right? Mm -hmm. And focused on uh, chasing down six figures, six figures, six figures, right? Not paying yourselves. But I believe that solopreneurs are not focused on profits. We need to focus on profitability and sustainability that's where our focus needs to be. And um, another mistake that I believe that we're doing is not working in our zone of genius. Those are the three things that I, I feel. We're not working in our zone of genius. We're not focused on profitability, right? And um, we're just not hiring fast enough.
0: <laughs> that, that's what the, one of the mistakes I made. I didn't hire fast enough. And I found that it was I was always constantly on this wheel where mm-hmm. I would get busy, 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 busy. And then I thought, I need help. I need help. And then it would drop back down. And then I thought, oh no, I'm okay. I can handle it. And then I would exactly. get into that same wheel again. I'm like, oh my God, I should have
1: hired someone because now I'm busy, busy, exactly. busy. <laughs> I totally empathize with you, Kathy. That was me.
0: <laughs> so
1: how did you get to this point, Sharon?
0: Like where, how did you start? Where did, what's your background? Where did you come from? What did you, how did you find this as your mission, as your purpose?
1: That's a really good question, you know, because this is something that is my heart and soul and it drives me, right? So um, my background is, I have a corporate background. And so I sat and passed the CPA exam, right? Certified public accountant. And so this is really what I thought I was destined to do. Um, And so my corporate job just took too much of me, right? I just became enslaved. I loved it. I had an amazing time doing it, but um, something else was calling me. And so I launched my very first business in 2006, which was a concierge business, right? think personal errands. And um, I didn't look back. (laughs) I said a cubicle or or a small, tiny cramped office is never going to see my face again. Uh, But fast forward, right? Because I've launched many businesses and uh, I was really seriously, I literally was like, twiddling my thumbs, like thinking, what can I launch next, right? Because I had a blogazine. uh, I have this concierge company, which is sustainable to this day. And I literally was thinking, what can I launch next? What can I create? Mm-hmm. And so I started doing research and looking online and looking at people's websites. I literally started seeing the crazy and fast forward, uh, women are, ta-da! <laughs>
0: I know. And you've created, you've built such a brand for yourself. And you mentioned that a lot of your, your, um, where you help is on Instagram. Like you have a ginormous following there that you didn't start there. Take us through
1: that. Yeah. You know what? I jumped online. I mean, I, you know, listen, I mean, I've been called a beast. I'm a beast, right? Like (laughs) it's just unstoppable. So when I knew I wanted to launch women era in 2015, April, Uh, I was, Instagram was brand spanking new to me. So in February of 2015, I started creating visibility. I started creating hype. I started creating a buzz. Um, The key thing was building community. And the key thing for me was just showing up authentic and honest and letting people know that they matter, right? And I see you, I hear you. I want to have a genuine conversation with you. I want to really connect with you. Um, and so that's how that began, and it just grew. And at the time, there weren't so many people doing what I did, right? Mm-hmm. And so all eyes were on Womineur. And so at that point ta- at time, it really was easier. Now I'm giving myself credit now, it took work, but it was easier then, in my opinion, to grow in mounds and leaps uh, an audience online. It could absolutely definitely still be done, but the online space now is saturated. So that's what I did. And I just grew this organic um, uh, community of loyal followers who just really wanted to know what Women Are was all about and um, how, how, how can they get involved. And uh, it was amazing because I'll tell you, oh, 80% of my customers at one point were coming from Instagram. It was crazy. I was like, what email list? I'll get to it later. <laughs>
0: I know. Instagram is a, you know, those DMs are
1: gold. Yes, they are. Yes, they absolutely are. And people don't realize the value of a voice note, right? A voice note, voice message.
0: So a lot of my clients that I work with in a um, photography branding, um, what's the word? See, I didn't have my second coffee and I'm losing. (laughs) (laughs) But in a, a, a photography branding capacity, a lot of them are worried you know, how much, they don't have, they say they don't have the time. And you, you mentioned showing up for yourself. I say this as well. What's the difference between using your own voice on your social platforms and then hiring someone to do that for you? Hmm. What, what are your feelings on that one?
1: Oh, I hope like- there is no difference. I actually do it, right? I, um, I, I mean, it got to be a lot. It's a full time job showing up yes. every single yes. day, multiple times a day. That is a full time job. And so um, I do work with an engagement specialist uh, for my women on a timeline who literally has managed to take on my voice. Right. So um, the difference is the fear that they're not going to show up as you. Right. Um, can they take on your tone and your personality? Can they speak like you? Are people going to not think it's you or are they going to think it's you? Um, But it really takes a special type of individual to understand the tone of personality and community style of your brand, right? And to give them the freedom to access your account and take over, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So for me, uh, there's that big concern of will they show up like me, right? Now, have I given anyone the power to create my post? Not yet. And how long you've been doing this since Uh, since doing what
0: your Instagram.
1: So it's been since 2015 actually for women are 2015, February, 2015. So I've been creating all my posts, but I've scaled back drastically on the amount that I post daily. At one point when it was just the chronological timeline, right? I was posting seven to eight times a day, right? From 8am to midnight, sometimes three in the morning, because it was just that powerful right? Uh, but now things have really changed on Instagram and I've literally grown such an amazing audience. I really don't feel the need to show up multiple times a day on Instagram. So I still create my posts on um, the schedule, but it's my engagement specialist who responds to the community and responds to the comments and things of that nature.
0: Okay. So if you were deal- if you were working one-on-one with um, a new business, and they don't have an Instagram account. Is there some? Are there some tips that you can share? Where they should start? How often should they post? What should they be doing? Is there like? Could you take us through what you would suggest for a new business that doesn't have a large following, like maybe, I don't know, sixty to two hundred people?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely fine. First of all, I would say please don't focus on the follow account. It's not in the follow account. Um, Understand your why. Why are you on Instagram? What is your purpose? Um, Get over the fact that you have to look and sound like everyone else. This is where you are going to fail, right? So have an objective, understand your why. Why are you on Instagram? Are you there to create visibility for your brand? Are you there to monetize? Are you there to build community? Are you doing a combination? Are you there to find partnerships? and collaborate, like what are you doing, right? Are you there to really find and uh, interact with your target audience, right? So um, the key thing is to build on those who are engaging you. Don't be concerned about follower count because on my Instagram page, my personal page, I was converting uh, at under 1,000 people, right? Why? Because those individuals that kept showing up daily Liking my posts, leaving comments, right? Reposting. Those are the ones who are your loyal fans. Those are the ones that show up for you daily. Those are the ones you focus on. Why? It doesn't matter if it's 10. Because if you sell to those 10 and they like what you're offering them, the uh, uh, word of mouth, they're going to tell their friends and their friends are going to tell their friends. And next thing you know, that 10 turns into 20 and the 20 turns into 30 and the 30 turns into 40. And there you have your followers. So engagement is key. And um, don't be afraid to slide into people's DM just to say, hey, I see you, I appreciate you showing up and supporting uh, and interacting with my posts. Um, so those things are key. Building community is key and letting people know that you care, right? That it's not just a numbers game. And that takes time to really, uh, care, right? It takes time, right? It does. It takes time to build a relationship. I always say it's like going on a first date, right? Don't try and have sex on the first night, (laughs) you know, it's okay. You listen, we're not judging, right? But You have to court them. It's like literally dating. This is what I always say. It's like courting someone. People don't want to be asked to have sex the first night. They want the second date and the third date and the phone call and the text and the email. So all of that is going to their pages and leaving a comment and genuinely expressing concern and who they are. That is it. Because when people just people literally just want to be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. So that is the key thing. Acknowledge show value, show that you care and nurture and court them just as much as they nurture and court you. <laughs> and that's how I was able to really grow a large audience.
0: So I want to go back to your, um, the few mistakes that you were saying that solopreneurs make. Mm-hmm. And one of them was not hiring fast enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When do you know like when is the time that you need to bring someone on like when you start a business should you already have someone on there what how do people start with with the hiring process a lot of people feel like they can't afford when they're first starting they can't afford to to bring someone on to help them out.
1: That's the mistake, right? Thinking you cannot afford um because you think you need to have this big time online business manager or a big time I don't know graphic designer whatever the case may be no i wouldn't i wouldn't suggest hiring right away why not because you don't even know how your operations are right i say gain a solid idea and a workflow of your workflow understand what needs to be done right Um, I would say hire someone to create your SOPs, right? Or even do it yourself. Now your SOPs is literally the step-by-step process of what needs to get done in your business. That will give you a solid idea of what needs to be done in your business, right? And so um, gain a really great understanding of your workflow and what needs to be done day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month. Have that down pat right? Then assess where you really hate. This is what I did, right? What do you really hate doing? I hated looking at my emails because I have several memberships. So, um, and I didn't have a whole lot of money in the beginning. So what I did was I hired a workflow strategist to create my SOPs, right? That was uh, just like a flat rate thing, right? A couple of hundred dollars. Then I realized I needed like a VA. So, I didn't have a whole lot of money in the beginning either, right? I hired about a year in, right? Um, I went right to freelancer.com, <laughs> and um, when you go to freelancer.com, uh, there's also Odesk, I believe, and uh, I'm Fiverr. To- I found a like people, yes, on, people on Fiverr. Fiverr. Too. There's also Fiverr, um, but Fiverr, I know a lot of. I generally use it to find like graphic artists and things of that nature, but I'm sure you can find more types of freelancers. Uh, But uh, Freelancer.com worked for me. Now, what I did was I I I did an international search, and I worked with a group of individuals located in India and Philippines. Right? Don't think of it as cheap labor like they're going to be sweating. Right? Three dollars an hour is gold to them, and so I hired individuals located in like India and Philippines. And I was paying them like $3 an hour or $5 an hour. And uh, in the very beginning, they were posting to my Twitter, they were posting to my Facebook. uh, And I hired someone to be my email manager, right? So they would check my emails, right? And so that got me through. In addition to that, I hired people to do my social media for free, right? In exchange for me helping them guide them on their entrepreneur journey. This is how I did it, right? And um, I had a a general task overview of what they needed to do. This was uploaded into Google Drive. I created an onboard process, right? I didn't want to have to keep repeating myself over and over. So I created some mini videos of what needed to be done uh, and they signed an agreement or whatever needed to be signed. And that was it. And it was very, very inexpensive. Um, but yes, you, you need to, uh, if you feel, yeah, don't wait until you're like, Oh my God, I have to hire someone start exploring at least get ready, right? Get ready. Right. And, um, you know, hire someone where they don't have to take over 20 hours a week, start them off with five hours a week right? Just to get the Dip sense. your feet, dip your feet in yes, the water. <laughs> exactly, small. And that's it. So that way you gain a sense of, let them alleviate you of something small, right? That you dread, you just hate doing, right? <laughs> and, and then start it like that and get the feels, right? <laughs> but then it's important to come
0: back to what you said, because then that allows you to stay in your zone of genius, and stay in the things that you enjoy doing. That was the one mistake I made. I thought as I grew my company, I would have to focus more on the marketing, more mm. on, you know, I, my corporate job was finance, more on the finance growing, scaling. And I realized I hate this part of it. <laughs> exactly. What I love to do is one-on-one with my client in mm-hmm the studio, photography, that is my love. Why would I hire
1: someone in that role when that's what I love doing? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So not only should you work in your great offerings, right, where it aligns with your zone of genius, but work in your business where your strengths can be applied, right? And then hire out the rest or delegate the rest as soon as you can. Uh, because if it really feels like, oh my god, I really don't want to do this crap today, right? It's not for you, right? What lights you up? And it won't get done. On?
0: I found it wasn't getting done because I just didn't enjoy it, and I would just procrastinate on those things, and they exactly. never exactly through it came to fruition.
1: Exactly, you don't want that. You definitely don't want your books to be left on un- unattended. You don't want your emails to be left unattended. Right? Um, you may just miss something important, a great opportunity. Um, I almost did. <laughs> so, yeah. Stay in the zone of genius.
0: <laughs> the other thing that you mentioned was focusing on profits. Could you expand a little bit on that?
1: Uh, yes. There's a formula where people are just trying to chase six figures, six figures, six figures, six figures, six figures, six figures. But um, you need to focus on your profit, but focus on the revenue that you want to bring in, right? But at the end of the day, we need to hold ourselves accountable. You have to find a formula that works for you, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to make profit, you have to focus on profit. So at the end of the day, of course, what revenue is going to help sustain your business? And of that, how much can you dedicate to profit, right? How much can be dedicated for 15% to taxes or whatever it is to taxes? What are your operating expenses, right? Is it the 30% of your revenue? Is it, you know, 20%? You have to figure out and fiddle with these numbers and figure out what works for you. But at the end of the day, you must hold yourself accountable for these collective things, right? And focus on the profit that you can generate for your business so that you can sustain your business right
0: but would you also agree that that 8020 rule so that you're focusing 80% of your time on the the activities that bring in that are revenue revenue generating because i find that a lot of people when they do leave their corporate job they're still stuck in that employment mentality like employee they're not thinking like a CEO, like you said, they're thinking it, that, that money's going to be there in two weeks, so I can spend over here and I can put buy this over here,
1: and um, then they run into trouble, right? And 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 this is and and just to piggyback a bit, right? Before I answer that question, this is why you need to really revenue plan, right? And profit plan, right? Like if you're going above this set amount of operating expenses, you have to. Pay attention to that, right? And not wing things. But yes, a lot of people are still doing the day-to-day mundane things. 80% should be focused on money-making activities. Absolutely. What activities are going to help you to generate more money, right? Is that reaching out to your customers? Is that nurturing your customers? Is that creating visibility online? These things all lead to money. Absolutely. Versus spending Uh, time doing these mundane day-to-day tasks in your business, right? Exactly. And this is what's causing people to feel overwhelmed and fall off, in my opinion. Yes, you should spend 80% of your time uh, creating repeat customers. (laughs) And that's, that's, you really should, right? Instead of chasing down new ones, spend 80% of your time creating visibility for your brand and focusing on nurturing your current clients.
0: I wanted to ask you one more thing about the, the mistakes that you see people making. You mentioned simplifying. Mm-hmm. So what do we, what do they get bogged down with? Where do they need to, is it eliminating the work or working smarter?
1: eliminating um and i've made this error also right um i find that a lot of people are starting businesses and just falling into the trap of needing all these bells and whistles right everything has to be expensive and fancy and you need facebook ads and you need this and you need that but most importantly kathy i see a lot of people and sometimes coming out of these expensive programs believing that they need multiple offers, especially if you're in a service-based business, this specifically applies to service-based business, right? Thinking they need to launch multiple offers, right? And that is so far from the truth because when you're launching multiple offers, right? And on top of that, multiple low cost or medium cost offers, you are going to spend copious amounts of time selling versus serving. So when you say that 80, 20, 80 should be serving and 20 selling, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Pareto principles, is it not, right? That applies yes. to everyone, right? And so um, a lot of people are starting a business creating copious amounts of offers, they're low cost offers, they don't know how to sell them, they're spending copious amount of time trying to sell them, it's not working because they haven't taken the time to master, they may not even be working in the zone of genius, then they're gonna create more offers. So now they have 20 offers, they're not selling, they're frustrated, they're all over the place. You are now working in excess. You have now made things more difficult. Now you're working harder, you're not working smarter, when what I say is launch with one master offer, whether it is a product suite, it is still that uh, group of services that leads to your one core offer, period. And you need to master that offer, master the sales process, master the sales journey, understand your customer inside out, gain uh, consistent revenue from that, then move on. So now you have simplified your process, right? Mm-hmm. The onboarding, the offboarding, the nurturing. <laughs> because this, I this I feel, comes
0: back to that whole comparison game, right? Yes. When you're first starting, you're looking at someone that might have been online in this space for 10, 15 years, and they okay. built a suite of products. That yeah. doesn't mean you got to come out of the gate and exactly. yeah. <laughs> And then I also would like you to touch on, again, that authentic voice, because I find that in that comparison mode, I spoke to a group on a call the other day, and a lot of them just are looking at what their competitors are doing, and they might not even be focused on that same demographic or that same niche market, and they're seeing what's working for their competitor, and they're trying to implement that in their social strategy, and it's just not hitting the target.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Listen, I always tell my customers, stay in your lane. I right? do too. <laughs> stay in your damn lane, right? Yeah. <laughs> stay in your lane, please. Right? Because this is what's happening, right? They are looking in everyone else's windows. They it's look- hard though, Sharon. Don't you agree?
0: Because it happened to me too. Did it happen to you? I was looking oh, at no. what someone in my industry was doing. And I was like, mm-hmm. I just want to be that. And it's hard to. Would you just suggest turning it off?
1: Listen, I listen. As 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 badass as I think I am, I still look too. Right? I peek, mm-hmm. but then I kick myself. I smack myself. What are you doing? It's okay. You don't know what resources they're working on behind the scenes because at the end of the day, it's what's going on on the back end where the curtains are drawn and no one sees. Mm-hmm. right? We don't know what resources they have, who's in their team. We don't know all of these things, right? So- You know what, that you say that, that yeah. was such a an aha
0: moment for me. I was following, when I first started as a photographer, I was mm-hmm. following this woman who was like my mm-hmm. mentor and mm-hmm. I just thought, look, she was a super woman. I'm like, look at what she's accomplishing. Yeah. Look at what she's doing. <laughs> I, I, it wasn't until like, seven years down the road, I realized who she had behind her helping her. And I was comparing my one solo person. <laughs> oh, that is it. That is it. And people and I asked- felt terrible. I thought I am
1: a failure. How come I can't do this? Look what exactly. she's doing. Exactly. It's key. You must, uh, this is where competitive analysis comes into play. Right? You must do your competitive analysis. And that doesn't mean just, okay, name four people or three people who are killing it in your industry and where are they online? You must do your spy work <laughs> and really figure out what people are doing, right? Because when you do perform your competitive analysis, you gain, you can get a greater sense of where they are, right? And kind of look under the hood of their car, right? And kind of even be invited into their home and take a look around. Then you're gonna be like, ah. Right? They've been doing business since. They have this person on their team. Oh, wow, they're storytelling. Their sister is a kick ass web designer. So she doesn't have to pump out 10 grand to get a web design developed. This is what's happening, right? You don't know the resources they're working on. You don't know how their process is in the back end. You should not compare yourself. You have to stay in your lane, right? And um, yes, I've done it too, but I, I look too sometimes. But listen, you have to be so laser sure and so uh, confident with your vision, right? With your vision, once you are clear with your vision, I always say this, right? Confidence, clarity brings confidence. Mm-hmm. When you have the clarity around your vision and know your purpose, your mission, nothing else is going to, you're gonna just distract look at you, you. And mm-hmm. nothing's going to distract you. Nothing's going to get you off track. You're going to be like, okay, good. Stay in your lane. I'm going to stay in my lane. Good for you. You'll be able to clap for them and confidently move forward with your vision. And when you have clarity with your vision, that confidence is going to happen because this is what's happening, right? You're not sure of yourself. "Mm, Is this working? And you think you're sure and you think you have it and you show it and tell it to everyone. And then you look at your neighbor, you look at your competitor, and then, oh my God, I have to go back and I have to fix this. No. Right, you must have the clarity for your vision and believe in it. And when you do, and uh, you set yourself up for that, nothing will sway you, and nothing will have you tilting. Like you know, oh, I should, I shouldn't, right? And and this is what happens. I realize once I have vision, clarity with my vision, I don't care if there's ten other people because when it comes to my industry, I'm still a go-to. Right. And so you got to stay in your lane and really focus and zone in on your vision. Um, So who do you help the most service based business, product based business? Are you. Who do I help the most? Well, the majority of my clients tend to be service based business. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do help product based business, but businesses, but I'm careful with how I help them. Right. But uh, the majority of the people and the majority of my customers tend to be online service based businesses. Mm -hmm. And that's where I, I try to stick to, especially with some of my new products, right? I uh, I say, yes, this is where my zone of genius is. My zone of excellence is here, helping these service-based businesses do this, right? Uh, I'm not a Shopify expert or <laughs> e-commerce expert, right? I, I can't, you know, I don't know Facebook ads. I don't know none of these things, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah. My zone of genius and excellence is is in the service-based online space.
0: (laughs) Okay. So we, we spoke about three mistakes you can make. What are three things that you can do to jumpstart
1: your service online business? Three things you can do to jumpstart. I would say definitely, again, uh, understand your mission and your vision. Get clearly focused on that, right? Because that is going to drive everything that you do online, right? And right. Um, but yeah, definitely have your vision. Um, I would say, you know, definitely, um, if there's any, protect your intellectual property. Protect it, like right out the gate, right? If there's something that you really believe you have proof of concept with and you really feel in your soul, it's going to take off. Hire a trademark lawyer um the other thing that i would say is have money to spend on a bookkeeper you want to have your books set up from the very very beginning hold on a second i'm going to
0: say shout out to my friend lisa i'm like lisa are you listening this is so on (laughs) because she was the Uh, profit first
1: uh, expert and she's a bookkeeper so (laughs) yeah like like have money for like you know have your bookkeeper or accountant on speed dial like you want to have that from the very beginning, right? Um, You know, um, and so definitely have your books in order, Uh, you know, get the software or hire the bookkeeper, whatever the case may be, right? But uh, I honestly would say, you know, in terms of protecting your intellectual property, I always tell my clients, have money for two things, a lawyer and an accountant or bookkeeper, because if you're, especially if you're service-based, right, and you're You need your contracts. No, don't go and download a contract from online and make it yours. Have your lawyer look at the contract and or create a custom contract, right? So these are the three things that I would say from the very beginning. Um, But honestly, if I have to have a fourth, I, I mean, it's so important, Kathy, to understand who your target audience is. It really truly is. I know people throw that word around like it's just a bag of chips. Uh, but this is where people fail, right? They don't understand who their target audience is, right? And so now they're trying to do business with everyone. But if you zone do you in- think,
0: Do you think that the target audience should be very specific?
1: Uh, it should be as specific as it needs to be, right? I know a lot of people are talking about niche, niche, niche. And mm-hmm. a lot of people really now are niching, right? Mm-hmm. They really are. I mean, I see coaches to help people in the vintage fashion industry. I see coaches just to help you with convert kit. Yes, the niches are working. The niches are working, right? And because the online space is super saturated, if you really can find a niche that will be profitable, yes, niche it down. That might help you to stand out, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I know for me, myself, right, my developer is also a convert kit expert. So that helped me immensely. Otherwise, I would have. Probably trying to find a convert kit expert, right? And so, yes, the niching absolutely helps. You have people who are coaches that only work with lawyers or only work with real estate people. Yes, the more you niche down, the better, right? Because so many more people are opening up businesses online. So there's more people to serve. So it's okay to niche. Don't be afraid to niche. And what about
0: voice, like copy? Should you hire someone to help you? Is copywriting really that important?
1: Yes <laughs> Absolutely. And so here's the thing. I have a copywriter, right. My copywriter is on speed dial, right. And uh, but uh, yes, if you don't know what to say or how to say because you absolutely need to identify who your voice is, first of all, right? You don't need to sound like them. you need to sound like you. right. And so um, yes, if you don't know how to translate you into words, you absolutely should hire a copywriter, to help out. Um, Now, they're not cheap, (laughs) that's the thing, right? Uh, Copywriters are not cheap, but they are essentially someone that we should be hiring before we even launch our business. Um, But there are copywriting courses that you can also invest in, right? Mm -hmm. But yes, you absolutely need to be able to translate your voice consistently, right? Uh, So that it speaks to and relates to and connects and evokes emotions Uh, with your target audience. Absolutely.
0: So let's talk a little bit about your, the things that you, the offers that you have for online businesses. You just mentioned you just launched a course or Mm -hmm. coaching program.
1: Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's a VIP day intensive, right? Um, And it's called launch like a CEO. Um, And we just spoke about many things that will have you stuck In your business especially when you're initially launching right so uh launch like a ceo it's a vip day intensive it's six hours of me and an individual who are highly ambitious get ish done sort of person right (laughs) you know uh really value their time they're savvy enough uh learn quickly right uh to be able to take in loads of information in a six-hour time frame, right? So um, Launch Like a CEO is just that, launching with a CEO mindset, right? Uh, So that you're not working feverishly in your business. You're you're not stuck in hustle mode because a lot of people think you really have to do all of this hustling. Yes, you do but it doesn't have to be for years, right? On top of years. And so, launch like a CEO is literally gonna help you simplify, um, create a solid foundation, uh, launch with that CEO mindset where you are launching with and mastering one offer, (laughs) right? And uh, all of these things will help you uh, work more on your business and master your product, master your customer, master your sales journey, master the repeat business, And focus on profitability and create the space and the bandwidth to sustain your business. Launch like a CEO is just that, right? Um, We don't have to wait until we need to hire a massive team or we're making a million dollars. That's not what CEO means. So get it out of your head that that's what CEO means, right? CEO is just a mindset. And yes, learning how to do things uh, that will help you propel to CEO status quicker, right? But the mindset needs to be there when you first launch.
0: But I like what you said about um, where you look to see where you are in the journey and then find the program that works for you. Yes. You also, I was creeping on your, on your website there a little bit. (laughs) You also have different areas. If you need help with Instagram, if you need help in other areas specifically, there are, are services that you offer as well. Correct.
1: Correct. Yes. Um, my website is currently being revamped. I'm excited about that. But yes, uh, I have several memberships. Uh, one is for the startup, but I also have an Instagram membership uh, where I do teach Instagram marketing. But yes, I offer one-on-one strategy sessions, and I do have some back-end signature services. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, that's 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 how I spend my days. <laughs> so Sharon, before we wrap up,
0: I always ask, my guests what being aligned means to them Mm -hmm. so can you share with us what what does being aligned mean to you
1: that's a good question you know aligned to me really means walking in my power um and doing and moving and being in a way that feels good to me what are my goals that feel good to me What is my workflow that feels good to me? What is my vision that feels good to me? What is my community? What are my clients that feel good to me? Right? And how is all of this collectively making me feel good while I work towards my grand vision? And so, me working up, sorry, waking up every day to serve a tribe that gets me. That respects me. That admires me. That loves what I do. Loves being served by me, um, and helping me stay on top of what I need to do in order to show up. And so all of these things collectively align me with my authenticity. Align me so that I can walk the walk and talk the talk. Align me so that I so that I can show up and serve every day, even if I don't feel like it. Right. And align me with, you know, uh, just uh, this consistency to hit my goals repeatedly. So, you know, just for me, being an, being aligned means staying in my power authentically and unapologetically.
0: <laughs> oh, I <laughs> yeah. love that. I love that. That gave me goosebumps as you were speaking. Because mm. I feel it from you, though. I feel like you're fully aligned because I, on your lives, on your Instagram lives, on I feel that authentic. Do <laughs> you. you just want to help? You just want to help women do well. Mm-hmm. And I can I really feel don't. that from you. I, really so really I, I think you're fully aligned, Sharon.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> well, <All> Sharon,
0: of- <laughs> I will link all of those. I will link your Instagram and your website and all of those programs up in the show notes for mm-hmm. everyone so that they can easily reach out to you if they'd like to to um work with you further after this interview because you have you have such great energy i'm so thankful that you came (laughs) on today you shifted my mood this morning
1: oh i love that (laughs)
0: i'm just excited i just feel good (laughs) i know you have just this zest for life and and i'm sure you bring that to all your clients and and we need more people like you in this world my friend thank
1: you i appreciate you for saying that
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, again, I thank you so much for coming on today and I look forward to all that you have in the future and I will keep watching and I hope everyone that's listening will keep an eye on Sharon and Womaner because it's it's a great
1: platform and you really are doing such great work. So thank, thank you. Thank so you, Kathy. I really appreciate you inviting me onto this and I really enjoyed my chat with you. Thanks so much.
0: Oh, <laughs> you're very welcome. Thank you. Well, beauty, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you have a second, please rate, review, and hit subscribe. Don't forget to share Align and Hustle with a friend. For more information, be sure to check out the podcast page at www.kathyspence.com podcast. I hope to see you here again next Tuesday. Talk soon.